Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. In today's show, I will fill you guys in with some memorable moments and pretty epic stories from our wedding weekend. I go over some life lessons that these unique (laughs) stories taught and reminded me of, as well as talking about the importance of uh, commitment, keeping a vision, and having the right mindset to navigate challenging circumstances. So please, focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I am coming at you as a married man. (laughs) Jess and I finally got married. It was an incredible, memorable week and weekend. And in today's show, I just wanted to talk about a few main topics surrounding that because it was such a big life event. Uh, There was many lessons and there's some pretty crazy stories associated to the special weekend. In particular, today I want to talk about wedding vows in in dialing in on commitment and what that means um, the and the purpose of a vision. So I will fill you in with a little bit of background story to our wedding. As you've if you followed our podcast if you follow the podcast for a while, I've probably mentioned it. Um, but Leading up to it, it, it's been quite a struggle and there's been a lot of changes. There's been a lot of pivots, you know, planning it through COVID, postponing it a full year. And then even this year, just not knowing whether we were fully going to have our day as we envisioned it or how many people we were going to be allowed. The restrictions were tightening up right before, a couple months before a wedding. And we honestly thought we were probably going to just be able to have 10 people there. And then the restrictions started opening up again. And then it was, okay, let's plan this thing. So basically, Jess and I made the decision that we were going to go ahead with it uh, basically a month before the wedding. So we had a month to get everything ready. We had a month to prepare all the tables, get all the get all the food in line in order, get all the decor, get all the plates, get all the cut, like organize everything because we couldn't have it in a venue at this point because of COVID. We were still unable to have indoor gatherings. So our plan was we had booked an Airbnb out on an acreage and we just planned to do it outside. It looked like they had a big deck. and We, we didn't even go to the Airbnb and we were gambling and just booked this thing so we could have some sort of reception venue to go to after our wedding. So we had the Airbnb booked and now we had three weeks to essentially plan and get everything ready. So it was quite the scramble, not to mention that we didn't have a wedding planner or coordinator. So we were doing it all. Uh, Jess took on a huge role. She had spreadsheets galore. She had every little detail, um, you know, detail put into these spreadsheets, all the decor, photos of the decor, photos of how things need to be laid out. She had task lists for us and the family. We had task lists with all our, that some of our friends needed to help us with. It was a really big push and scramble. And as I mentioned, I had to completely um, get my mind right for this and get my mindset 
prepared for this because I knew it was going to be a big push. So the last two weeks leading up to our vacation and our wedding, I had to fully release my you know, drive, my mentality to get things done, to be productive, and just to really slow down and absorb this process. And I'm actually extremely proud that I was able to do this because for me, I've manipulated my mind to have parameters to keep me moving forward. And this can be helpful, but in this instance, it was going to be detrimental if I didn't work on that. So I had to be very intentional. I had to be very cautious of what my thoughts were doing to make sure that my actions were aligning to my intentional thoughts to help Jess and help as much as I could and be present during this process leading up to the wedding. So we basically planned it all. We had everything prepared. Everything was ready. We loaded it all up and we were off to BC, the next province over. Not to mention this was a destination wedding with no venue that supplies anything. So like I said, we had to do everything and we had to haul it over <laughs> and then we're going to have to do all the setup and everything like that. So uh, we, we get there a few days early and do more preparation. The girls had to prepare all the bouquets and do all the flowers. Again, we tried to do it uh, with as much cost savings as we could because both Jess and I are very um, money, or I guess we're a bit more frugal and we're very intentional and cautious what we spend our money on. And we were like, okay, well, I think we can still do this at a reasonable cost compared to some weddings. It might be a bit more work, it might be a bit more challenging, but like we could probably save half the money and weddings are not cheap. So saving half the money could be a lot of money. And um, so yeah, we took on a little bit more than we maybe should have, but we did save uh, quite a few pennies. So anyways, we're there, we're preparing the first few days. And again, it's just go, 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 so busy, no downtime. Um, it, we're just always on the move, always on the go. And it was, it was a bit hectic, a bit stressful at times. Um, but anyways, so it's Friday the night before the wedding. And we need to, we're only able to check in this Airbnb on the acreage that we booked. Uh, we could only check in at 4 p.m. Keep in mind that we have a wedding rehearsal at 6.30 um, at our, where we're getting married the next day. And so yeah, everyone hauls everything over. We bring our little U-Haul trailer. Everyone's ready to unpack. Everyone rolls in. And Jess walks in to unlock the door. She opens the back door where I'm waiting. And <laughs> I open the door and she's like, it smells horrendous in here. And I was like, ah, it can't be that bad. It's just Jess. She, she always complains about how things smell and, and everything like that. So I walk in and <laughs> I was like, whoa, it smells like five animals just died in here. Like that is pretty bad. Holy shit. So <laughs> I'm, I'm looking around and I'm searching every door. I open every door trying to source out this smell. And I'm like, well, it's not upstairs. I went in every single room, went in the bathroom. Everything seems normal. So we go downstairs. There's another separate door. Go, go down in there. And now the smell just hits me like a waft, it, it, it amplifies, it gets two times stronger. And I'm like, okay, well, the source is definitely down here. So again, start opening the doors. I'm looking for the furnace room at this point because I figure it's gotta be something to do with that. And sure enough, I open the door 
swing the door open and there is just literally shit human poop sewage backup all over the floor <laughs> and i remember just going in there i was like oh my god <laughs> this is not good and and so immediately it was so hot that week it was like 40 degrees celsius every single day and and i see that the the furnace and the ac unit or you know the condensation from the ac is actually starting to flood and the sewage is backed up so this place is going to flood if we don't turn off the ac so immediately i go running up and turn off the ac and then <laughs> and everyone starts rolling in everyone's like what's that smell oh my god this is insane <laughs> like, and at this point side note it was already stretching our limit um to have the the venue at at this airbnb it, it wasn't the most beautiful thing it did have an awesome deck with a great view and that's where we were going to kind of put all the tables and everything but you know this was already definitely stretching jess's comfort level and and she was not fully settled and didn't feel great about having it here in the first place and then we walk into this and she now sees the room and of course she you know we've been so we've been working so hard the last month and putting so much effort in to get this thing on track and now this is what we walk into literally a couple hours before our wedding rehearsal so you can imagine there was an overwhelming sense of emotion and just you know she was she was pretty upset and meanwhile, the guys are all in problem solving mode. Okay, where's the septic tank? How does this thing flush out? Like, we need to get, we need to solve this problem. I'm on the horn with the Airbnb guy trying to get a hold of him. He's not answering. And it was just chaos. And luckily, a, the property manager who comes to like clean the place brought some water and propane that she was just going to do a regular trip. So we ended up talking to her and she got a hold of the guy and, um, and, and, and basically we're like, we got like, this, this is bad. This is, this is not good. Meanwhile, there's delivery guys bringing our, our tables and our plates and it's just absolute chaos. People are running around. Guys are trying to fix this problem. Not good. Smells like human feces. <laughs> like it is bad. And so luckily Jess had the brilliant idea of calling Jill, who was the hall manager or she works with the town of Radium, which was the initial hall that we envisioned our wedding to be at the first place. So she calls this Jill lady, her and her mom, or her mom. So my mother-in-law is basically telling her the situation and is like, "This, we're, you know, we are in a pickle right now. Like we are, <laughs> we're up to our heads in, in shit, literally." And uh, luckily, it was this day that day that the restrictions lifted that they were able to have small indoor gatherings and we were able to rent she allowed us to rent the stage area of the hall that we initially envisioned and it was only that day that we were allowed to do that the day before we would not have been able to do that and on top of that she's the the lady who runs the hall said everyone was leaving four minutes from when they got that call. So if we would have called four minutes later, nobody would have answered that call. So just everything that had to unfold for this to be able to happen was absolutely a serendipitous moment. But anyways, back to the chaos. So we're in it 
And we're like, okay, we got a plan. We got a plan B. Like everyone pack up. Let's go to the hall. Let's bail on this place. We tell the Airbnb guy like, hey, this is unacceptable. Like this place is literally swimming in shit. We're going to need a full refund. And he was pretty good. Like he got back to to us within about a half hour and, you know, he lined up that. But now there's so many more logistic issues. All the guys were going to stay there that night and all the bridal party was going to stay there the next day. So now we have people scrambling to book accommodations. We have to get a liquor license for the hall. We need to get a we need to get insurance for the hall. We need to make a covid safe plan. Now we need to create a whole new decor plan because only Jess and her mom and her sister knew about this, like how to set things up. And now we have a whole new venue and it's just like, but everyone, and I mean, everyone who was there stepped up and everyone was just so willing to help and make this happen. Meanwhile, we have a wedding wedding rehearsal now in like an hour. So we, everyone goes and drops everything off at the hall and then the wedding party and anyone involved in the wedding boogies off to the wedding, <laughs> the wedding rehearsal. And we actually made it like one minute late. Like it was insane. And, and so just like a whirlwind of just things that unfolded there and just emotions and yeah, just crazy. So Anyways, we ended up getting that initial hall, beautiful hall and the outdoor space. We were able to use that, which was just absolutely insane. And then the, the accommodations, everyone was going to stay at the Bighorn Meadows, which was also our original vision. We'd have everyone stay. It's this beautiful resort, literally a five minute walk from that hall. And everything just transpired to bring us back to our literally original vision like two over two years ago it was just insane how everything had to unfold i'm getting goosebumps as i say this everything had to unfold just so perfectly in that moment to bring us back to that original vision it was absolutely incredible i'm looking back on it it is it is quite a memorable thing and special to just amplify the weekend and the day that we that we shared together so I just want to go over six lessons that I, I learned from that, that shitty experience, basically the chaos of, of that experience and kind of the chaos of planning the wedding several times. We probably had six different renditions of our wedding, not to mention a new rendition less than, you know, 14 hours before our wedding. Crazy. So a couple life lessons are life throws shit at you, literally in this case. And you can plan and prepare, but there will always be unexpected circumstances. We need to accept and surrender to those unexpected circumstances, not fight them. As soon as we resist them, like if we, if, if people and we did not step up there and we just gave into that resistance, our wedding wouldn't have happened or it would not have unfolded the way we, you know, the way it did in such an amazing uh, in such an amazing and incredible way back to our original vision. If we just said, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever and just sat in that and sat in our pity and sorrow, you know, things would have been much different. There's actually a great book that exemplifies this point called The Surrender Experience by Michael Singer. And it's a great book and he just 
talks about how he surrenders to everything in life and all these difficult scenarios and just goes with it. And instead of resisting it and trying to run away and trying to go another direction, he moves into that conflict or he just he's with it. And instead of resisting, he surrenders to it. So, you know, we, we didn't. I think we did a damn good job. Obviously, we weren't perfect and there was moments of, of high stress. But overall, I think we handled it very well. And, um, you know, just surrendering to it. It's like, okay, this happened. Like, what are you going to do? You can't reverse a sewage backup. You can't make it unhappen. Here we are. Let's surrender to this. And how do we move forward? Uh, the second lesson is have a vision that you never lose sight of. And this is insane just to think about how our original vision of our wedding unfolded and how everything had to happen like it did for it to unfold and manifest the way it did. It's absolutely incredible. And even just a vision is going to help you get through struggles along the way, you know, and if you feel like you're getting off track, it's always that fallback point. It's those bumper lanes in the bowling alley to keep you in the lane. And our vision from the start was always to have our wedding in the area we love, which is Invermere and Radium, with the people we love, doing the activities we love, surrounded by natural beauty. And it even got more specific by having it at the venue we initially envisioned and having everyone stay at the same accommodation. It was just amazing. But, you know, we, and that's what happened. We, we had it in Invermere and Radium. We were surrounded by our, you know, 40 closest people in our life. And we were doing the activities we loved. You know, the guys went golfing on, on the Friday, the day before. We brought a bunch of games. We were playing beanbag toss and games during the wedding reception. We stayed longer and did some more golf and mini golf with some friends. We were surrounded by nature and beauty. It was The weather was a bit hot, but like literally we didn't see a cloud for a week. It was amazing. So... You know, don't get fixated on how you will get there, but believe you will get there. And Jess, always, Jess and I always would go back to that vision, recycle back to the vision. And if any time we got stressed or any time we'd get fixated on these little details, what's the vision? What's important here? Go back to the vision. And, you know, I've noticed familiar patterns that life and the world around us tends to favor us when we never give up on our vision. It will eventually sort us out there because that's what we're focusing on. That's what we're thinking about over and over and over again. We can't just say, oh, I hope this happens and then don't take action and don't think about something again. You know, it, things might take longer to unfold. Things might not happen the way you think think they're supposed to happen, such as our wedding. Our vision was so clear, but COVID happened. Okay, it didn't happen the year we thought it would happen. It took longer than we thought. We had to plan this Airbnb wedding. A sewage backup needed to happen. You know, so many things needed to unfold the way we did not think they would unfold for us to get to our vision. So back to the point of surrendering and going with it, but keeping that vision so clear, you know, this was just an absolutely perfect example and, you know, such a vivid memory that's going to be instilled in our memory bank for the rest of our lives. The third lesson is be optimistic that things will work out no matter what you are faced with. 
And, you know, in the times of that, those stressful, you know, when you're really in it, it's going to be very difficult to be optimistic. And like I said, there was a couple moments of slip ups. I had a couple, you know, I, I, I outlashed on my mom once or twice. Other than that, though, like I, I, I feel like I held it together and I was able to, you know, okay, revert to the vision. Things will be okay. We will make this happen. We need to be optimistic that things will work out no matter what you're faced with. Because as soon as we lose that optimism, we sink into pessimistic thought patterns, it's not going to turn out well. It's as simple as that. And sulking and staying in the negative circumstance will only guarantee negative low vibrational emotions. And another another side story of just witnessing somebody being optimistic is my best man, Jeff. He lost it during all this panic. He had a um, keyless start key and he must have left it on top of his car during all this panic when we were going from the Airbnb to the new venue. And he drove away with the keys on top. But because it was a push to start, he was able to start his car and drive away with it. Um, So (laughs) he lost his keys to his car. And when he got to the hall, he only realized it then. And it was like a 20-minute drive, highway drive, windy turns. And needless to say, we sent a couple guys to go look for his keys. And they couldn't find it. He was out his keys. And he had to get his car towed to the nearest city that had... uh, the same type of car dealership that his car was, which was like a hour and a half tow. And he was just fine. He just went with it again, surrendering. And he was optimistic that he would figure it out and literally didn't show one sign of stress or one sign of worry. He was just there present saying it'll all be good. It was incredible to see. Uh, And the fourth lesson is don't get caught up in small details as I've kind of alluded to earlier. And we had to give up all the planning we did for this Airbnb almost instantaneously. You know, we had a vision for it. We had all these things laid out, but we had to now accept and go with the flow of things and had to realize that certain details and certain things we put effort and energy into might be missed and might be overseen. And that's okay. You know, let's not get caught up in the small details because that is not what what matters here. The vision, the big vision, you know, the underlying what's important to Jess and I is what was truly meaningful and important to us. And that's what we needed to focus on. The fifth lesson is surround yourself with people who want to see you succeed. And this is a huge shout out to anyone and everyone who helped with our special day, whether it was leading up or whether it was during this chaotic venue change, literally the day before, Um, you know, if we didn't have people who supported us and wanted us to wanted us to win, uh, our wedding would not have unfolded the way it did. And that's just a good life lesson. It's the same thing. We need to surround ourselves with people who uplift us, who support us, who want to see us win, who want to see us fulfill our life vision. Otherwise, they're going to be naturally through osmosis pulling you back. You know, that energy is going to be holding you back. It's going to be resisting you from moving forward. So sometimes it's difficult to isolate ourselves from some people because they might be people that we care about, but they just don't support our vision and our dreams. And so we need to be very conscious and intentional of how much time and how much we actually listen to their thoughts and opinions. So that was just a a good reminder to surround yourself with people who want to see you succeed. And probably the most and final important lesson from this little chaos 
chaotic uh, circumstance was choose a life partner that you are willing to struggle with, face challenges with, adapt to life with, and be faced with difficult circumstances so that you can achieve a meaningful and fulfilling life. And Jess and I went through many struggles and difficult instances and days and planning right up to the day before. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose to be with anyone else because we both know each other on that deeper level and we both support each other. And we're both in the understanding that life is a struggle at many times. And life has been a struggle for every human who has lived. We shouldn't be trying to live with absolutely no struggle, no difficulties, just coasting by, trying not to face any difficult events or circumstances. Because the truth is you will face it. That will create different challenges. And then you're not receiving what you want in life. So I think Jess and I are very aware of this. And she's definitely that person that, that I choose to face life's difficult events and circumstances with. But, you know, aside from the chaotic venue change and the sewage backup, the day was absolutely amazingly spectacular. There was literally no hiccups in that day and the vision came true. We had an amazingly beautiful day with no clouds. Sun was out. It was a bit hot, but it was just so beautiful, so memorable, so special. Everything was amazing. The photos were amazing. The people that were there, the energy, the speeches, the vows. For me, the mo those were the two most memorable parts because my love language is words of affirmation. And, you know, Jess and I articulating and saying our vows in front of everyone was just so meaningful and special and an emotional moment for us. But it was just so, so special. And then everyone who did the speeches at our, at our reception, that just meant so much. I think I cried during every speech. Like everyone just had a heartfelt message. And it was just an amazing, the speeches ran like an extra hour and a half past, but everyone who was in that room could feel the energy and feel the love. And that, I think that was an amazing thing to have a smaller, smaller event or smaller um, attendance because everyone who was there knew us, knew us deeply and knows who we are. And, and when everyone's on that same level, uh, it, it just created a great atmosphere and a great energy in that room where everyone was just present and listening to everyone's kind, caring and loving words. So it was just such a special and beautiful uh, moment and day for me. And just a quick final few points here. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll skip over the vow section. I might, I might mention that in a, in a different podcast just because I'm going to run long if I do that. But now that we're married, um, for, for Jess and I, some, something that I was reflecting on this week, because again, I, I tend to get you know, into my routines and rhythms. And I was very intentional when I was on the trip. I was like, okay, I had two weeks off essentially before the wedding to get my mind right, to be present with the wedding. And then I was, of course, very present and just put everything aside during our vacation and just was there to enjoy, soak it all in. But near the end of our trip, I started to, you know, focus on, okay, now I need to get back in the rhythm when I'm home. I need to go hard. I need to be a beast when I'm back. 
And this week I was just an absolute machine. I was hitting the gym so hard. I was focused. I was just dedicated and consistent. I was back in it. But then that, you know, okay, now I need to level out my balance here. It's time. It's time to get back into fulfilling every, you know, holistic aspect of my life. And that includes the relationship and being present with that. But what that reminded me of was that now that we're married, we have to be very intentional not to settle. And I see this in so many relationships and marriages, whether it's settling with your appearance, with your weight, with your health, with your energy, with your excitement for one another. And settling scares the shit out of me. And I believe once we're married, the practice is over. You know, leading up, that's the practice. That's the practice field. You, you, you know, you, you, learn each, you learn about each other. You learn what you need to do. You learn what you need to do to show up for the game. And now we're married. It's, it's freaking game time, man. You know, it's time to step up. It's not, it's not time to slack. It's time to step up my fitness. It's time to step up my nutrition. It's time to step up my energy. It's time to step up how I show up for Jess because we are going to spend the rest of our life together. It is not time to settle. Are you kidding me? It is time to, it's game time. The spotlight's on now. We're locked in, baby. <laughs> you know, it's time to go. It is not time to settle. So now it's time to be very intentional and keeping in mind that mindset of no matter what life throws at you, no matter what challenges, you don't take the easy path. You don't settle. Okay, now we, have, we might have kids. Okay, our life gets busier, whatever it is. You don't take away what you've been working towards. You don't take away your health. You don't take away your exercise. You don't take away how you show up. You amplify it because it's time to step up. So I firmly believe in that. <laughs> and just kind of reiterating the main takeaways for today's episode, it was more so just to share with all of you what transpired, what we went through, and just to, to share a little bit about our special day and the very memorable <laughs> circumstance that, uh, that appeared. Um, but the main takeaways that I hope you all received today are that we need to live intentionally with the proper mindset. Remember that life is not always easy. In fact, many times it's a struggle and everything, everything takes work, especially relationships. And remember to always have a vision for how you want your life to unfold. And this wedding experience was just such a perfect reminder of sticking to the vision always revert back to the vision. And it was just truly a serendipitous moment that everything had to unfold that shitty way to uh, for us to have our original envisioned wedding from day one. Just truly spectacular. So that is it for me. I hope you enjoyed this show. I hope you can take some little nuggets and some takeaways from it. And in doing so, you will surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. Take care.